All right. Wait, did I did I did I speak about I think this quote? I stopped you. And- oh, you did. <laughs> All right. The first law is that you can be, do, and have whatever you imagine. The second law is that you attract what you fear. And the reason why I brought this up because I'm struggling with this concept. Mm. Because if I fear money, does that mean I attract mm. it? Mm. So if I can, if I can. And the reason why I say this is because let me use this as an example. You guys may know what the fuck I'm talking about, but something that I was fearing, I, I'm very big into soccer, football. My, my British is, we call it football, but it's called soccer here. Sure. And you know, Cristiano Ronaldo. Of course. Oh, um, yeah, yeah of course you do. <laughs> so he's played for Manchester United for six years, won so many fucking trophies, was such a fucking legend in the game. And I haven't brought, spoke about my sport ever in this game, right? And we're just pouring wine now because Jesus turned right. it into rosé. <laughs> he, he brought Merlot and now we're turning it into, into rosé. And, and so Manchester United have a rival. The rival is called Manchester City. It's, it's in the same town. Mm. And anyone who's a football legend, which Cristiano Ronaldo was, he left you know, to go to Real Madrid and Juventus and all these type of clubs, won every type of trophy you could ever imagine. Anyone who's a legend at any club, you do not go to a rival. Mm. That's like factual. I don't know if, it, if it's the same with American football or any type of shit. I don't know about it. No. You just don't do it. So a story came out yesterday, which was Cristiano Ronaldo signed for Man City. Yes. Wow. So I'm on my forum group with my, with my, boy, my, my friends, all that type of shit. And I'm like, He's dead to me. Mm. Bit harsh. Well, a bit harsh. I don't care about football. Because I, 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 love, I love Cristiano Ronaldo because... <laughs> Did he go for the paycheck? No, he doesn't need the money. He's a you billionaire. I me, love me, Cristiano Ronaldo just for the fact that he took that, was it Coca-Cola, from his stand and replaced it with a water Water. Bottle. And, and Coca-Cola dipped like a billion dollars or some Amazing. shit. So that story came out and I was like... He doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the accolades. He's won everything known to man. Some, this is not right. This doesn't feel right to me. So I was genuinely in fear of it. Now imagine every Man United support around the world, which is 100 million people, 150 million people, more than that, all fearing at the same time. Mm-hmm. I woke up this morning. Who is he signing for? Manchester United. Because our manifest? fear... <laughs> Is what we attracted. We feared him signing for the other club, even though we wanted him back where he belonged. And back where he belonged is where he went out, where, where he ended. Do you think he did it as maybe a publicity stunt too, just to kind of create that fear? Part of me and, is that too. Interest. Yeah, because, but then you don't, as a professional, which he is. And the reason why I love him as a professional, because he's the greatest player in the world, part of that too, is because... Some people who thought they were the greatest players in the world would show up to training and he was there three hours before they were. Yeah. And then they left training. He was three hours after they left. Sure. And now he's 36 and everyone's like, he's over it. And they say he's over it. And he was the top goal scorer in the world last year. Portugal got kicked out of the European Cup early. He was the top goal scorer. We're not here to discuss football. We're not here to (laughs) discuss football. I'm talking about his mental state and the way he feels about himself. And the way he feels about, I'm 36. Am I 36? 
I honestly don't know how old, how young I am. And I think about playing soccer, which I do every Sunday. I'm like, I do, n- I cannot even think about retiring. Imagine retiring. No. At 36. He's in his prime. He's in his prime. Let alone someone for him. So I'm talking about as evidence of the fear every United fan feared that he was going to sign for the rival club. And what happened is he signed for our club. So do you attract what you fear? And that's the thing I'm struggling with right now. Yeah, you have to remember that that's your collective fear. He did, maybe didn't fear any of that. He knew what he, was <laughs> he did what he wanted to do. Yeah, but it, but it, but it's still our life. But you're talking about it's his life, isn't it? And yeah. I cannot manifest for him. You can't manifest. But maybe for him. the energy of 150 million people can. Maybe. Oh, I'm sure it could. Maybe <laughs> they're all tuned in. All right, let, let, let's let, let's dive into some some more quotes. I've circled some here. All right, the laws are very simple. Thoughts are creative. Fear attracts like energy. Love is all there is. Mm. Beautiful, right? Beautiful. All right, another one, because I struggle with this one. Think think you that God cannot laugh. Do you imagine that God does not enjoy a good joke? Is it your knowing that God is without humor? I tell you, God, God invented humor. God is humor to me. Now... Was it God humor when you were, when you were in the um, religious stages? Yeah, I, I think that's what got me through the religious stages is I've always had a good sense of humor and can make fun of myself and others. And um, I definitely see God in humor. Okay. Yeah. So God can be humorous to someone who was or but is you religious. Should, because God is humor. God is happy. Happy is laughing. Laughing is the highest emotion. Yeah, but you're talking about love, from a spiritual is... aspect. I'm talking about like, bearing in mind, we're talking about previous to conversations with God. Sure. I'm talking about God in general in terms of Catholicism or... or, or, or uh, I, I did not view God as that God before. Now I see God in a very different way. My God in my Jehovah's Witness years was a judgeful, revengeful... Um, we are born in sin type of God looked down on us kind of God. And now I look at him as more of a companion. And I do think that he finds humor in a lot of things that I find humor in. You still reference him to he, I know. Yeah, no. And that is that, you know, you know, that's sure. And I actually God did is a too. I did too. Until everyone does. Let's be serious. Until recently, the and father. I really everyone talks about God as the father. The he that yeah, the male. But that's the traditional religion. Yes, sure. But you know, lately I've been really diving into goddesses and the whole goddess world. Well, you started it with the tarot card deck that you bought me, and you know, it was all based on goddesses, and we were pulling all these cards. The funny thing is, we kept pulling the Freya card. Oh. We did not plan to have a child at the time. <laughs> <laughs> just say anytime but this card kept coming up and then later on we realized why so oh, then the name stuck yeah ah. so we get freya i was wondering where that came from yeah but so i've been now like just you know for me it's god it's all that is i'm also resonating with the holy spirit just it was it after maybe after marion williams so the holy ghost <laughs> and the holy spirit is the same thing right same thing okay yeah but for me it's not even i'm not taking it into christian context or into the bible or anything like that um, all right, if I'll be really honest with you, I was, we were about to go to Mexico. Was it in January? 
Yeah. That was it. And I was just being, I just felt so thankful in the moment. I was reading all this text and I was learning all this information. And I was like, you know what? Love is the highest emotion. Freya had just gone to sleep. She was sleeping through the night. I was like, life is good. <laughs> um, and then I was sat on the toilet just doing a pee before I was going to bed. Sure. And I was just like, he was taught, Lou had been talking to me about the Holy Spirit and in context of what he was reading in the book. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just fucking thank you for life. <laughs> mm-hmm. And thank you for this. And I was just doing a pee and it felt amazing because I've been holding it in. Sure. Because sometimes as a parent, that's just what you have to do. You can't pee until the baby's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> and then in this moment, I felt overwhelmed. I felt my eyes were closed. I, I felt like light coming down on me. I felt very lightheaded and I just felt so much gratitude surround me. And honestly, that was the first time I felt like I experienced God. Wow. Mm. I remember this vividly too. And I told him because it was just a normal moment. And I came out, I was like, I found fucking God in the toilet and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he was like, did you do a number two? I was like, no, I was literally just taking a piss. It felt amazing. I was like, wow. And you know what? Actually, it was because I was fearing something. I, it was, it was, you know, the pandemic was still going on. We'd been working hard. A lot of changes happened in our life and we just needed a break. And he said to me, I'm going away. He's like, I'm going away. If you don't come, I'm taking the baby. Because I was like, I'm not flying. It's a pandemic. We're all going to die if we get on a flight. (laughs) You know, if I walk out the door, I'm going to catch something and pass out or whatever. So I was scared. And, you know, as they say, love sponsors fear, fear sponsors love, blah, 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 blah. So in that moment, I don't know why, I was just like, let me just be thankful in this house with my baby, with my husband. I'm going to go on holiday. Not many people, people are suffering. What the fuck? And I, I, I felt like that was my first oh, moment with wow. God. That's beautiful. <laughs> but that's after reading all these books. And, you know, I'm, I'm a practical spiritual too. That's sure. why, you know, we married each other. We're pretty much the <laughs> same person. Um, we, weren't, we weren't these people when we got married. No, we, we were not we, these people. We weren't spiritually at all. <laughs> practical at all. Yeah. I remember um, that vividly, that, yeah. that moment. I was like, cool. Out. But all I'm saying is it's it it's a feeling like sometimes words like language is is not the way we've communicated over centuries. Like right now in our human experience, yes, we resonate with language and that's how we communicate with our words. But the the conversations of God book says, you know, the highest it's your highest thought. It's your it's your strongest feeling. It's your highest emotion. And if it goes against what people have taught you or your teachers have taught you or your textbooks and your Bibles have said, you still have to go with what resonates with you, with your highest thought, with your your truest emotion. Sure. And that's just how I'm trying to operate these days. It's exhausting. Listen, it's exhausting trying to be woke, trying to be loving, <laughs> trying to be yeah. forgiving. And I, 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 I practice this in everything with, you know, my work, my, my home life, my, you know, our clients and, and it's just a journey. But if you're on that journey, just keep going. Cause it is, it, 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 you just keep fucking going. That's what I'm saying. Cause I'm still going. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you can do. Let's go another one. Life is creative, not a discovery. 
What right? does that mean to you, Luel? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is your quote from the book. You know what? You, what it means to me is, um, I guess before I read Conversation with God, I was constantly searching about: Is there life after death? Is there someone else? Is there a God who created this whole fucking thing? Is there someone else outside of me who is doing anything else that I cannot control? And I realized, like, no. Well, yes, but no. Because I realized that God created us, which it says in the book too, to know who he is not. So he created us as physical beings to understand that who he is not. And I'm like, oh, shit, I know who I am now because of who I, who I was when I experienced what I, what I was. Depression, anxiety, all this type of fucking bullshit that I was bringing on myself. I know I'm not that anymore because of who I am now. Mm-hmm. You're, but, you're talking about the whole creation aspect of the book. Yeah. The great ends of polarity. The, 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 the opposite. Yeah, you, you, the, the opposite ends of polarity. So God basically, what he says in the book is, well, what I believe now, let's be serious. I, mean, I, I say what it says in the book. I believe this. He created polarity because we have to understand who we are by who we aren't. So you understand by doing everything you did as the Jehovah's Witness, you know who you are now because of that. Mm-hmm. Who you are not. that You was not that. And therefore you know who you are now. And God does the same thing. So the soul, the soul sends us back or personalities back for us to understand who we are not or who we are. And I think that we are creating everything in existence because so therefore we are gods. And I look at myself now as, wow, Lou, you are a god. I was just going to ask you that if you saw yourself as an extension from the higher power and your own version of god yes i do because you know what i'm practical it's not my upbringing i don't understand that i do understand that we're technically all one i'm not quite there yet i'm not quite there yet that god and me are one if that you know you know what i'm talking about but i understand that i am of god or i am from god but you have to get rid of the notion of whatever god means to you mm-hmm. is not god whatever's in this book God is who I want to resonate with. Sure. Um, so I guess I'm I'm a I'm God. I am a God. We're all gods. Everyone on this earth. And I'm like, wow, this is such a powerful position to be in when you understand the awareness of the power that you have to create your whole existence. Sure. And I'm not talking about your predetermination of the the, the situations you're born into. I'm talking about when you're born into those situations. And then uh, ongoing, once you understand that reality of that, you are the master and commander of your ship. You are um, everything in your life is you. The accountability factor, the spirituality factor, the practical uh, factor is such a powerful place to be in. Sure. And that powerful place to be in can also lead to a little bit of insecurities of understanding, I know this power, but why am I not thinking the way I'm thinking? Of course. I think, I've actually got a question for you, Steve. Um, like, the thing is, they say God is love, right? So what you have to do is you have to love yourself. And when you start loving yourself, you are with God, you are God, you are of God. You are of God. But really, it's love. Love sure. is the first and the most powerful. So 
from you going from your background to discovering who you wanted to be to allowing yourself to be who you wanted to be, when did you start loving yourself in your life? When I stopped denying who I was and when I stopped lying to myself and others. How young were you then? What was your age? Around 24, 25. But um, it continued to build from there as I learned to trust myself, as I learned to step into certain things that I call my God power. Um, when I started seeing those come to fruition, when I was like, I'm going to step into this situation and I'm also going to trust that's when I started feeling like I was moving into that that space of loving myself. Did, did, so did that feel right to you? Was that almost evidence for you that you are on the right path for you? It did. I mean, I'm sure like all of us, I mean, I've known you for a long time, Lou, and, and, and I've watched both of you from the film when I met you too, Charlene, progress into this place that you are now. This is not who you both were 10 years ago. <laughs> this is as, as in this, you. yes, this version of Steve Miller is not who I was. At I feel 25. like you need to give people a little context. So, they <laughs> <Sure>. know <it. laughs> so we all have grown into this space. And I think that's what's maintained a friendship is that we have continued growth. Um, and when I look back, I see with love and compassion, this younger version of myself that was stepping into these places. And, and I see those milestones that I was like, oh, okay, this is where you you continue to learn to love yourself more and to trust yourself. Um, and that's a very powerful and in place, an important place to be. And I wish we could teach that. And I, I'm actually, I see you doing it with your daughter, but I, 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 feel, I wish it was something that was taught at a oh, You do it with your work age. employees all the time. I do it on You are purpose. the most motivating person I've oh, ever come you. across. Thank please. you, thank you, thank you. I, if I, <laughs> you know, if we weren't doing what we do, I'd be like, Steve, please give me a job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me work for you. <laughs> I, I would hire you in a second. Um, I do that from experience. I, I've worked for people that weren't so fun to work with and that operate from a very fearful place. And I've always looked at my life in perspective and I've seen that there's been a, a God presence in my life, the entire journey I actually had this conversation with a friend that we all know last night, um, who, <laughs> who's growing and, and, and purchasing a home for the first time. And he was like, listen, I'm buying this home. I'm terrified. And these are the reasons why. And I said, can I tell you as a friend, you have nothing to be fearful of. God has always had a presence presence in your life. I have witnessed it and let me show you how I've witnessed it. And I wrote him, I said, this is how I've witnessed it. This is what I've seen God do for you. This is where I've seen you grow as a person. This is where I see that you will be fine in this growth, in this purchase of a home, whatever you're doing, you're going to be fine. And he was like, wow, thank you for saying that to me. And I said, yeah, I said, sometimes we don't, we need each other to have perspective because it's, it's hard in your own physical being to kind of look back in your life and see, um, I feel grateful that that is one thing I've, I feel gifted with is I can look at my life in retrospect and see there's been a presence and a guidance through the entire process that has led me to become this version of myself now. And I can, I believe it will continue to lead me to be the best version of myself even in the future. Yeah. yeah. And I just want people to know, like, you know, the presence is God, but the presence is also your self love. You know, you have to first love yourself. You have to like really dive in and be like, this is me. Take accountability for everything that's going wrong in your life and just be like, and fuck it, I still love myself and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna take charge. And that's when you will see the change. And I feel like 
through throughout you know the, it's been the theme on the table because we all know each other's lives were intertwined so we know the moment of letting go the moment of being like i've got nothing else left i'm just going to i'm just going to accept this i'm going to accept myself i'm going to love myself and i'm going to do the best i can do and that's all you can do and that is that's the best you can do is all you can do if that makes sense that and also one thing i've learned not from necessarily this book from other, from delving into other books um, is to accept what is. Mm. And that's basically what you said. You have to accept and sit in what is. And the answers will come to you. Things will pull you forward. You will move into the better direction by just kind of sometimes accepting. Yeah. And saying, mm. this is this is the circumstances yeah. right now. And a lot of people sometimes see it as the chosen ones. They're like, oh, well, they're the chosen. God loves you. Or, you know, this, you're lucky, <laughs> you're this. No, you know what? It, it it they seem like they're lucky, but they're not chosen. They just chose themselves. They chose to love themselves, and I did. It was the moment that you went. You know what? It's I, me. I love me. I'm gonna do this. So choose yourself. When did yourself. that moment happen for you? Oh, I don't even know. Like I, you know, actually, I do know. We got engaged, and I think because we were going like you were living in. LA I was living in London there was like a lot of like turmoil that you were still discovering what you wanted I was discovering myself I was doing a lot of different things like I was trying to sing I was trying to do this I was trying to be creative director I was like my mind I don't know where it was but I decided to let go I was like nothing not nothing's working for me in London I have a lot of good friends and family and people I love in London but Something wasn't working. It wasn't flowing. It wasn't who I was. And I could feel it. I was like, it's going against because I'm really trying to work at this and it's not happening. So I've got to let go of something. And an opportunity came up, you know, Lou was like, come to LA. We can do this. Let's figure this out. Let's get your visa. We can blah, blah, blah. And, and I just went, fuck it. <laughs> and that was it. I was like, I'm just going to go. I don't care if I've worked on this dream my entire life and I've worked on this. I'm just going to do it because my intuition said something was just telling me to go. And that was literally it. It was, yeah. it was that simple. It was a moment and something was just like, fucking go. <laughs> so fucking go. But did you, when did it shift for you that where you turned back into self-love? It took a while. I, I moved to LA. Like if I'm really honest with myself, I moved to LA. Like you were so amazing. But at the same time, I I, got, I broke out with acne because I came off my contraception because we were getting engaged. We weren't even trying to have kids. I'm sure, just saying sure. like I just wanted to come off this to balance my my whole system and whatever. This is a whole other podcast for the ladies, <laughs> but, um, which I, maybe I will do because I, I need to help you all out there. But anyway, so my, my hormone levels went crazy because I came off this contraception that I've been on my whole life and I broke out in acne. So at the time I thought, I'm in LA, I'm going to discover myself. I just went into hermit mode and I went in and I went inward and I read and luckily I had a very, very strong man by my side who was determined to just, he made me feel beautiful every day and you know, and then, and then I think it was just in that moment, it was growth. It was just growth mm. of seeing how someone could love me when I didn't even love myself because I was at my lowest point. And then I started being like, fuck, you know, sure. I just started loving myself we read a lot i read a lot of osho i read zeth zeth speaks, zeth speaks yeah. um 
yeah, there was a lot of self-discovery that went but, down. I, Lou, I know you're dying to bring this back to the book, but my other question too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, when did, you, when did that hit for you? When did you fall in love with you? I don't think anyone here truly loves themselves. Really? I do. I do. Well, yeah, I fucking do. I'm well, like, well, let me, wait, no, but I, I wouldn't say anyone here truly loves... I'm talking about, again, I have to uncondition what the love aspect for myself is. The unconditional love for yourself. The way I love my daughter is definitely not the way I love myself. I think I've hated myself so much in my lifetime that I love myself now. Oh, so you understand that? Yeah. Well, I, okay. It's the polarity. I, I get that too. <laughs> Charlene, I resonate with that. I, yeah. Same. same. I, I, I can't lo- say I that. I, I, I love... I truly love myself because I guess I have, it's very difficult for me to pour something into someone else. Like for myself, I cannot like, I can, for example, I want to buy this for myself. I can't do that. Hmm. I want to buy this for you. Easy for me. Manifest quick. It's like buying this house. I, you know, I knew I had to get a house because I fucking, was living in a two-bedroom apartment, which is not... It was a very nice apartment, mm-hmm. which yeah. we owned and which we remodeled and all that type Beautiful. of shit. We worked very hard for. But I, I, I didn't love myself then. Really? Yeah, I don't think I love myself now. No. Uh-huh. But, but, but don't feel sad for me because I love... I love you, my, my wife. And I love my... Ch- that, that is my self-love. I, I want you to love yourself. Yeah, but for me to... Uh, it, it doesn't resonate with me to, to do that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? For me to do anything in my life, it has to be for someone else. Have you ever hated yourself to the point where you're like, it's true hate? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So from that point to now, what, what is it? I'm good. You? Right. <laughs> but you wouldn't call that self-love. You just call that I'm good. I don't know because I, I work on my mental state all the time. Mm. I'm very conscious of who I am. I have self-awareness constantly. But again, I, I'm still unconditioning the ravelness of that unconditional love aspect for myself. So as a person that looks at you from outside perspective, I do see signs that you love yourself. Absolutely. You, you yeah, take yeah. care of yourself. You take care of your hygiene. You're physically I'm fit. very you, hygienic. You eat, yes, very, <laughs> very hygienic. You eat well. You take good vitamins. You are curious about your health and well-being. So to me, that is a, these you are all yourself. forms of loving yourself. Yeah. But also now, because it's reciprocal, because I want to live long enough for my door. Sure. <laughs> it's just, Got it. So for, for me, because... You know, my mom was a single parent with five children. So for me, it's always been a survival aspect. Mm. It's never been like you, you're, you're just good. You, this is okay to do whatever you're doing. You have to do something or you don't eat yeah. type of shit. Sure. So for me, it's, it's always a survival aspect. So I, I am in that, that space. Now I'm, I'm like, I love, well, I do enjoy myself. Mm. Maybe, that's, maybe that's an aspect of love. But but it but it's also that that conditioning of, like you said about trusting yourself, mm. of understanding the power. Once you understand the power you have, and you, you are the master commander of your ship, everything in your life, good, bad, the ugly, whatever you perceive, is you. Then it's about that innate trust that you are going to deliver what the fuck you need. It's interesting though because. I honestly didn't start loving myself until probably art, like once Freya came. And I think the only change that happened was like leading by example. I want her to see 
me love myself so that she will love herself because you know they they do they see and they copy that's what children do they're totally. sponges they absorb anything in their environment so it wasn't even an option for me to loathe or hate the way I feel or look or anything. I wake up on certain days and I'm like, oh, look in the mirror and I don't even want to deal with it. But I'm like, no, because my daughter, I want her to love herself. I want her to see. I want her to never want to change a thing about herself. I want all women to feel that. I want all girls to like, you know, there's a lot of body... There's just a lot going on right now with social media, with the filters that make us feel good, that don't make us feel good. But, you know, I just, I I think, I just want women to feel like you're beautiful, you're unique, you've been given this body, you can manifest it into anything you wish. Just, just believe in yourself, love yourself. I agree. Because there's too many people out there that are doing the opposite. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to read another quote. Sorry. (laughs) Do it. You are not responsible for any other human soul, which kind of resonates. And that while it is commendable to wish every soul to live in comfort, each soul must choose, is choosing its own destiny this instant. Right? I think it's it's very egotistical to find that you're responsible for other people. Oh, and, their soul. and I had to come. I to love that, that you said that. Yeah. I had to come to that place in, you, you know, my, my relationships and, you know, my prior partner and, um, I, I was very much a caretaker and I felt it was very egotistical of me because a lot of times I would say, Oh, I'm so responsible for this person. I need to be responsible with their feelings. I need to take care of. And I thought, how egotistical of you? Like, that's really their responsibility. I'm oh, so you wasn't for me. really living your truth as you. No. And then when I stepped back into it is when I became a happier person again. Wow. That's powerful. It's a powerful place to be. It's awareness. Sure. Yeah. Understanding that you didn't live as you. We're also Uh, not responsible for everyone else and their feelings and emotions. That's why I said, I I tell everyone on on this show too, you can't manifest for anyone else. No. Your, Your energies can collide. Don't get me wrong. It's like, um, conversation with god which is i think i don't know if it's book one or book two but i think it's pretty much the end of book one and they were talking about relationships or god was talking about relationships and he says you know i'm getting the names completely wrong but it could be like i don't know give me a name a male name joseph joseph and give me a female name sarah sarah so joseph and sarah are opposite sides of a bar and they and they see each other from the opposite side of the bar so their energies they send an energy of themselves to the middle of the bar, and they're both connecting. Not They are not connecting at all in terms of physicality, emotionally and spiritually, they're connecting. Now, Joseph and what was the female name? Sarah. Joseph, Sarah. So they become Josera. So then that creates a new life. And I completely forgot where the fuck I was going. <laughs> <laughs> but you understood we were talking about the egos of of feeling responsible for someone else okay yeah so so therefore this new life is creating right so it's not about being responsible for the other person you have to understand that the energies can collide within each other but but essentially you cannot manifest for anyone else no so so even though you want them to act or be or or be a certain way for the way you feel that you should be treated 
It's not going to happen because you cannot physically manifest for them. Your energy can, can collide with them, which will create conflicts in that kind of middle space realm, which will create a new fucking life of you and your, your previous partner, just as many of us and our previous partners are going to be. Thank you, baby. The wife just brought over some, some grapes. Now we're having some, some wine and grapes. Um, but I'm saying you, you cannot manifest for anyone else. But it's, it's the ultimate. Once you learn the, the trust, which I'm, I'm learning now, I understand the gift I have. I understand the power I have. I understand how amazing it is to understand that you can create everything in your life. But then understanding that trust aspect. It's like that trustful. I actually watched something on TikTok that made me laugh. It's this really big guy, really heavy guy that would do trustfuls. At any point in time, he could be walking a, a, a stranger and would do a trust fall and, and film it and see the reactions of people. Would people catch him? Fuck no, they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was like six foot three. Oh, wow. Probably 250 pounds. Sure. They were not catching him. Even if would, they, he would fall to the ground. He would fall to the ground every time. <laughs> And so I'm like, trust yourself. That, that is one of the aspects. Let's dive into another one. Okay. All right. God's greatest. This, is, this one resonates really deeply because this is someone who I could fall in love with, as in God concept. God's greatest moment is the moment you realize you, you don't need God. Say that one again. All right. God's greatest moment is the moment you realize you need no God. How'd that make you feel? <laughs> you know, the thing is... It like, came from the book. <laughs> you know, the thing is, uh, God speaks to everybody. Like, I, I know that we... It, for some people that cannot, like, I don't know... Um, religion doesn't resonate with them. Or it doesn't, the words, resonate, it doesn't not, resonate with I us. I know, I'm not religious. I'm not saying, I'm just saying like, but for some people, God is religious. You know, I'm using God as a spiritual term. I'm using God as all that is, as sure. the energy that you and the I universe. are made out of. Yeah. Exactly. So when so I'm we have to talking, get rid of the, yeah. but when I'm specifically me, I can just give you my human experience. From my experience, when I'm referring to you, when I'm speaking about God or the Holy Spirit or any of these things, I'm talking about everything. All that is you, me, the table, the universe, the stars, the moon, the sun. It's all fucking everything. God. So, you know, so we don't, but, but the thing with the human experience is we don't listen to God. We don't listen to ourselves. And that's where you have to start. And that's where we, we have to, as a human race, start is Start listening to your thoughts, start listening to your experience, because when you start listening to your experience, you begin to learn. And, you know, we all believe in reincarnation around this table. I do, do yeah. we? Yes, Absolutely. we're all in the same. So, you know, you're remembering to recreate an experience and you're here often to maybe learn something and to pass on that experience or to maybe like teach through your experience you you said no because no. according to the what book according to the book we're not here to learn anything well, it's learning. the book says we're not supposed to hear i don't think anything. you're supposed to listen to your thoughts i think the thoughts are the fucking detriment I think, I think, to us i think the the problem with i have okay so for instance for you're me, talking about if you're talking about when you're born the situation you're born into is to learn something yes but in terms of 
All I'm saying is we'd be in a much better place if we would listen to our experience. Yeah, right? but, but so that's different. But you, but, but of us not listening to our experience is that you keep reliving it again and again. So my point is sometimes when that first thought comes in, that it's not the sponsoring thought, which is what the book talks about. It's the first thought, which is what you should listen on, which is what you should act on. So for me, I'm just saying that you need to start listening to yourselves. And then if it's a thought that doesn't resonate with you or doesn't serve you, let it go. But start listening to yourselves. As, as a collective, we don't listen enough to each other or ourselves. And you, Lou Arshama, have that problem specifically because you never listen to anything that I say. It's not that you say. So anyway, I think my just- point is listening. It's listening. As a human race, we have to listen, listen to each other, listen to ourselves, take a moment to stop and give our opinion and shove it down people's throats, like breathe and listen, and then act after that. Okay. Well, I I think based on my experience, listening to myself based on my past me would not get me anywhere. Mm. Listening to myself now, absolutely. But I mean, let me dive into another quote. Um, The master is one who always comes up with the same answer. And that answer is always the highest choice. Yeah, which is what I was saying. Listen to your feelings, listen to your highest thought, listen to your experience. It's the same thing. Right. And then this, this, this other one is the highest choice is that which produces the highest good for you. And another one, Steve's like, what you do for, for yourself, you do for another. What you do for another, you do for yourself. I agree with that yeah. completely. There we go. I agree. God only asks that you include yourself amongst those you love. Good one. Yeah. You cannot have, you, you cannot have it all until you're willing to give it all up. It's no risk, no reward. <laughs> I agree with that. I'm, I'm all risk on crypto. <laughs> Ton of reward. <laughs> true. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Your truth is uh, wait. Your truth easily and quickly. When your experience brings you. Wait, wait. And I'm reading the wrong paragraph. Hang on. <laughs> Say your truth kindly, but fully and completely. Live your truth gently, but totally and consistently. Change your truth easily and quickly when your experience experience brings you new clarity. Like if God fucking was this from day one, I think we would all be in a better place. See, clarity for some people, some people don't even know how to get clarity. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that's where you have to start with sometimes because people are so clouded down by ways of thinking, which is mythology based on the human experience and which we're believed to just like, you know, because it's in the Bible, you have to believe it. And no, you don't. Because if you feel like it's not true to you and it's not something that resonates with you, then, and if it's not your highest thought, then it's not something that you should do and for me when I get clarity or when I feel the best is when I'm in nature because for me nature is intelligent more so much more intelligent than any human being could ever be sure. because it doesn't matter what 
you do, nature will always grow or nature will try to grow and it will grow through the whatever you do to it or however you try to destroy it or whatever. But the fact that we lack the skills to communicate with nature often I feel like disjoints us with it. So not everyone can get maybe the experience that I'm talking about. Um, and sometimes I feel like it, it speaks to our inadequacy as a race, mm. our lack of communication with nature. Sure. So for me, when I want to get clarity, I go on a hike, I go to the beach, I talk to my plants, I, I sit in the trees, I meditate with the flowers. And that really does bring me into the moment and really does bring me back to my core and who I am, which is everything. And I know I sound so fucking wishy-washy, but <laughs> it's true. Like, go and sit in a fucking field, build a daisy chain, put it on your head, take <laughs> a crystal, meditate, burn some sage. These are things that we've been using for centuries, and they work. We're not witches. Don't get Lyme's disease. <laughs> no, but all those things that you mentioned, Charlene, are what reconnect you yes. to, to source. But to go back to what Lou said, I wish that God spoke this way in the past. Mm. I think God speaks to us in the way that we can handle now. And I think we forget that we've evolved from the beginning to now. So maybe we had a different rule book. Um, I definitely believe the, the Bible was an interpretation of what people thought and also what people wanted to use to control other people back in the day. Um, but I think now we're getting gems of, of, of information from Seth Speaks to Conversations with God to multiple other books, Marianne Williamson, um, uh, A Course in Miracles, all those other books I think are leading us to a new place and a new relationship with how we feel about God and feel about ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And I hope more people pick up these books. I feel like, Lou, there's some way you should put this up on a website or somewhere that people can get this reference list sure. of books because they changed my life. And, you know, I'm on my way to becoming a billionaire. So. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Please. Just call me Shah Money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's see this one. All right. Your job on the planet is not to see how long you can stay in a relationship. It is to decide and experience who you really are. Right? Don't you agree with that? Don't oh, you? Fuck yes. Yeah. Because I think we, I mean, I'm now into the Love Island aspect. <laughs> what do you mean? But don't you shit? see that this relationship that you're in is only a mirror to you? Absolutely. In a, in, in a way that it shows you the good, bad, and ugly. It, it only shows me good now. Good. The good and bad and ugly has, has happened in our relationship. Sure. Absolutely. But now you're uh, reflecting the good. Yeah, absolutely. Because... But now it's unconditional because we've, we, we've, we've felt it all. We've been there. We, we've been at the lowest point individually and we've made each other feel the lowest low that we can too. And we've built each other back up from that as well. And we've worked hard. We have, you know, I don't believe in hard work anymore. I'm trying to work easy. So that's my motto. But if you were to believe in hard work, we've worked for where we are. And it takes work and it takes... It, it, it takes listening and it takes, you know, just all those things you probably don't want to do in the moment, but it's worth it. It just takes acceptance. I think, yeah. I think we put such a disdain on relationships from Hollywood or media or Disney or 
you know, films, all the that prince shit. or princess, even sex scenes in movies. Sometimes, like we were talking about it, like they can be so unrealistic. Like you know, and it makes you. No, I'm just saying, like <laughs> we, we have a great sex life where we don't need to get into that. But I'm just saying, like when you watch some of these things, and you know, young teenagers are coming up and they're idolizing all these situations. Sure. And they're not loving themselves, so they're not experiencing what they're seeing on the screen because what they don't realize is, you know, the scripts of the, that have been written are probably written about people who love themselves, believe themselves, and then, I don't know, with some movies, I don't know what I'm talking But again, about. From, from a practical point of, point of view, from, from where I operate is, is acceptance. So I think my life changed for me when I got married. I accepted that who I married was my life partner, was my best friend. We just was, was all that type of stuff. And now it's easy. You know, it wasn't easy when we were first together and all the time, you know, all the typical relationship bullshit, which is the condition of how we think relationships should go, which is how they went. And now once you un- uncondition the unconditioning of your whole upbringing, you understand that's not how relationships are supposed to be. You're supposed to be you in your relationship. And that person is supposed to be them. Mm-hmm. And there's supposed to be no clouding or judgment to that. And then once you understand that, then everything starts flowing smoothly. But, but you know, we have to ask ourselves, where does the conditioning come from? Which we well, And the book says the same thing. It's like... And parents. It, pa- but parents, but not even so much from the parents. It's the conditioning of their parents into them, to them, sure. to them, to them. It's like a generational thing. So now I'm just trying to make sure that I have all this knowledge. My mom didn't have this. My mom didn't read all these books and have the internet at you know at her fingertips so they didn't know what postnatal was or depression or anxiety we had we weren't even calling these things these Mm, things back then our parents just felt the way they felt so i understand everything they went through but now we have this language and we have this understanding so it's like how do we take this knowledge and show people that they can still stand in their power and that you are the sole creator of everything that is around you. So if you are depressed, there's something in yourself that is allowing you to feel that emotion and bringing that in. So what are you going to do to change that accountability, which is Mm. again, the book, take fucking accountability, make the change, move forward. Yeah. I I think it is based on your last thing is we can't manifest for anyone else. So I guess the way I'm feeling now is the reason why my relationship is amazing. Mm-hmm. And the way Charlene's, the way she's feeling about herself now is the way that our relationship is amazing. And sure. also because we changed our goals. Like, um, this was a big, <laughs> this was a big thing for me. Like I had so many goals like, and we joked early. I was like, I'm going to fucking be a billionaire. I am, but it's, not, <laughs> but it's not my goal. Like, honestly, my goal is now just happiness and peace. Like, as long as I wake up and I feel happy and I feel peaceful and my family feels that way, I, I'm good. And I am good every day, which is why I'm, ne- I'm no longer chasing anything. Like, we both have businesses together. We, we're doing things separately. We're doing things. And I would be chasing chasing celebrities to try and, you know, wear these designs that I'm making, chasing this, chasing that. And I just let it go. I was just like, I'm not going to do this anymore. If I want to wake up and I want to do something and it makes me happy, then I will do it. And if that amounts to something else, then it will. But I'm no longer chasing. Like, See, look, 
Not long ago, you sought to be rich and famous. Exactly, which I did. Now you <laughs> seek to be simply and wonderfully yourself. Yes. yes. I think that's, that's youth versus maturity. Yeah. It's experience. We, we all thought that. It's experience. You know, I think we all thought that at one point to be rich and famous. Oh, and then, come and then on. you... And you realize you had zero talent <laughs> to, <laughs> because I, I guess my, my conditioning no. was for you to be rich and famous, you actually actually had to have a talent in something that was far superior to anyone else. Therefore, that's the reason why you were celebrated and ah. richer than anyone else. That was my experience. Sure. Little did I know that you could actually think about these type of things and allow the shit to come to you and therefore you would have them. Sure. Which is why I didn't. But now I want to disappear, have a little farm, live off the the, the land, per se. A little farm in Fiji. A little farm in Fiji. Little Freya farm. (laughs) You know what I think? I think think if we, for me now, I'm like, if we have any goal, any goal at all, it's let us set the goal of us being healed of the belief that, that God is fear instead of love. Like that's what, and that's what I took from the book. That was like actually a direct quote from the book, book as well. So for me now, like a lot of people are still living in fear. Like if I do this, if I don't do this, if I do this, because of God, because yeah. yeah. See, I can't resonate with that because that I, I, well. I didn't have that fear of God. I was just like, if you don't do this or do, don't do that, you're poor. But it's a, <laughs> it's a very, it's like a very powerful demon in the racial consciousness that makes you feel that way. Does that make sense? Like that makes you feel that. It's the suppression of self. Yeah. That makes you just think that God, God's will is for us to sacrifice something. God's will for, is for us to suffer. It's for us to be in poverty, which. So what, who was like the person that sacrificed their son or was going to? Know. Joseph? No, it's the original family. It's Adam and Eve. Adam was going Listen, to sacrifice uh, his son to uh, God. Our happiness. Wasn't, it wasn't Adam and Eve. It was Cain and Abel. Wasn't Cain it? and Abel, but those were the sons. Mm. So Cain and Abel were the sons of Jesus. Yeah. I'm sorry, the sons of Adam. Um, Adam wanted to make a... Oh, I'm getting this story wrong. Cain and Abel were not the sons of Adam. No. Actually, you know what? I lie. They are the sons of Adam. I think this is uh, Jesus' too, too much wine, to, water turned to wine. Oh, Steve told me to, to go to spirit, so that's what I did tonight. <laughs> I mean, spirit has channeled Spirit has you. risen. I don't even know what this podcast is going to sound like, but like I've had a great time, guys. <laughs> I've had a great time, too. I'm going to be honest. Charlie, like, honestly, I, the favorite for me is uh, really Lou and I dominate most conversations when we're together. Um, I've really enjoyed hearing you and your perspective on, on things in life. Because honestly, we talk about this behind your back. When, when, <laughs> when your son and I work together, we always talk about um, how much we worship you. Like we, Everyone loves Lou. But you coming into the picture and into all of our lives has been such an amazing blessing and actually has made me love Lou even more because when I remember the moment <laughs> the moment I met you, the moment you came to LA, we were all so excited to meet you. And I remember going dancing with you and I was like, this woman is a boss. She's a queen. She is a goddess. She is everything magical. And honestly, you met, you have made this man the greatest version of himself Aww. because of who you are. Thank you. I love, I like Steve, I love you. Lou, I don't need to tell you I love you. No, you, he sees it all the time. But, you know, it, it's like I said, like when Lou said, how do you feel today? I feel so uplifted because 
you know, you you're my genuinely my friend. Oh, so like we're you. having this podcast, but I can fucking have this conversation with you anytime I want. Like that's a privilege. And me and Lou, we have these conversations every day, which is why but this the thing podcast is, Charlene, is the even nice a thing about the podcast is we don't normally have these conversations. Yeah, no, it's so true. it's wonderful to actually talk yes. to you in this way. And you know what? For me, this is the last thing I want to say. The, <laughs> the, the key is to discover what you love to do, what you were created to do and then do it for the people around you with love and that for me is the abundant life that's great thanks i'm, I'm gonna break it down practically because <laughs> because we can use this term love so loosely but it's not easy to conceive as someone who's practical who practices spirituality in a practical sense and i, I do understand love is all there is but it's getting to that point of like is all there is. That's kind of where I'm at. You said like is all there is. <laughs> I feel like love is all there is. Of course, love is. All, I, but it's but, but it's not, su- it's such not, a. I think you're talking about just liking yourself. Yes, because it's it's, it's it's a distinguished. Again, it's it's a notion of if you've hated yourself, it's very difficult. But why have you hated yourself? No, but you have to... I'm not talking about... I don't hate myself okay. now. I'm talking about when I did hate myself, the notion of understanding, do I love myself, is such a far off... It might be... It could be fucking Guantanamo Bay. It could be the UFOs. For all, That's what love means to me. So I'm practical in the sense of love aspect. Liking myself, for me, is a love aspect. Because I know what hating myself feels like. Yeah. I just don't give myself a choice anymore. That's what I say to my thoughts. Even when I want to hate myself, as I'm not giving you a choice, I love you. I mean, I'm not in a place where I'm like, I, I, I wake up this morning, I hate myself. I'm not there anymore. <laughs> I fucking hope you're not there. But fuck no. <laughs> I'm in, I'm, I'm touching the cusp of love. I'm like there. I'm I'm straddling. Maybe straddling is the wrong word. I'm straddling. I'm riding the love into the sunset type of thing. I'm I'm getting rid of the notion of I'm unraveling the unconditioning of the Disney love, the fucking movie love, all that type of shit. I'm like, oh wow. But it's not. It's not. It's not. It's just fucking acceptance. Just accept yes. who you are. Take accountability. If there's something you're not happy with, change it. And if you can't change it, move on. You sound like me. I am you, bro. I'm, I'm <laughs> half of your quotes. <laughs> this is, I, I'm going to be honest. This has been amazing. I love you guys I even more. I love you guys. I love you. Same. Love you both. Let's get in the pool. <laughs> so this is our, our life. We, we have the pool heated to 102. Ooh, and we're going into swim. 104. There we go. So I love you guys. This has been great. We love Thank you. Thank you so much. Love, love you yourself. Both. Peace out. In my feels. If we can do it, you can do it. Trust me. (laughs) Peace. Peace.